What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's Kev Mac, and I'm back with another episode of Kev Mac Video Podcast. Today we got part four. It's an amazing video. Check it out. It will have you laughing. It will have you crying. It will have you happy. I mean, it's just all around good video, man. Check it out. Got some good information in here. Uh, now we're from our sponsor. Big U, could you do me one favor? Could you say, like, I watch Kev Mac videos with content is king. Or just give your own little oh, yeah, skill to yeah. it. Hold on. I watch Kev Mac video with content is king. If you ain't getting it from Kev Mac, you ain't really getting it right. That's coming from Big U. Good shit. You know what I mean? Who's Big U? The nigga that didn't do jumping jacks. The nigga that's taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> Why you get behind me? And you couldn't make you it do no exercise. <laughs> I was the founder. I created Conan Parker in my mother's garage. I had a lot of, you know, lifting weights and I was on sport. They started calling me Big Miz. Who is Steve? Steve was my partner, man. Steve was Steve was was married to my wife's cousin. Steve was married to my wife's cousin, and that's how I knew Steve. So when I was moving with Nip and we was having we was hitting so many bridges, because people were scared of the big U name, the big U reputation, I brought Steve on. But before I went to Steve, I went to Breon uh, Prescott. Because Breon Prescott was the first one to fly me anywhere dealing with money, Breon and Poon. So when I first wrote, the first thing I ever did in music was Poon and Breon Prescott flew me to New York. And I was out, I probably had been out maybe a month, maybe a month, maybe, maybe two months. say they were scared of you was it the reputation of the hood or the individual what? it was the reputation people I tell people all the time is the reputation of the hood because when people think about the 60s you always think about whatever name you know you know I'm not narcissistic think niggas is really worried about big you because I ask niggas all the time tell me something I did they can't tell me nothing I did so why is your name on the top of the totem pole then man you know what let me tell you this in 19, 1980, in 1987, my mama was driving down, was driving down uh, uh, Florence coming to her church. And them niggas was writing Big U Killer on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I mean, it's just been like, you know, it's crazy because I see the internet and I see all the stuff that people say. And they don't even realize that I've been experiencing this shit since then. When niggas was talking about Writing my name on the wall, cross my name. You remember back in the days when we grew up, that's you knew who your enemy was. You knew who your target was. You know, we grew up in that area. So look, so now, 
So let me tell you about the nip. You asked me about nip. So how the thing with nip was, so me, so I bring, I gotta bring Steve on because he the he the white boy, and he the Jew, you know. So he can get in places that I can't get in. What's, so, what's his job description though? What does he do? Well, for us, I really just needed him to be the face, but he ended up being being more than that. He ended up being the one that actually brought the deal that we when we signed Nip. When we actually signed Nip, he the one who brought John Shapiro to the table because John Shapiro was under Steve. So we signed Nipsey and and um, we signed Nipsey with with uh I want to say 2009 is actually when we actually physically executed the contract because his brother Sam went to jail before that. So when we when we when we was dealing with him, it was him Sam went to jail probably when about a, I want to say about a year after after we started moving with Nip. Sam go to jail, Nip, Nip, Nip living on 80, or 85th or something like over there on the other side of West. He go to jail, they lose the house, Nip moving my condos. I own some condos in Hawthorne that I was dealing with my business partner. And so Nip was staying in my condos over here and recording over there. And so I had some apartments on the 103rd, which is the ones I first bought when I first paroled. Cause I bought some apartments my, my family lived in because my cousin Barbie gave me a lot of money when I came home. <laughs> Listen, be, be, before 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 you Nip and Steve signed those contracts, were there any issues going on with Nip? Any messes that you had to clean up? Yeah, man, Nip was signed to like I don't even want to say the dude's name, but Nip didn't never tell us that he was signed. He assigned a, a distribution deal with some other company, him and his brother, and they gave the dude like fifteen thousand to distribute Nip music. We found out about that later. So one night, Nip and Steve got into it when Steve was in New York and Steve found out that Nip, and Nip was already, had already, somebody had put a contract on Steve while they was on the TV show and Steve decided Nip is one of his new artists. And he put a contract out and showed, and showed it to Steve, I mean showed it to Steve. Steve was mad, Steve flew back to LA. We had, we uh um we had um damn what's that music thing what's the uh, um where you bought the, the, the music equipment from guitar center guitar center we had guitar center in the valley Nip and Steve is going at it about to come to blows I'm sitting there looking like anyway make a long story short I end up getting on the phone with dude telling dude that contract over with you know what I mean we finna move on to a whole nother thing he ended up squashing the contract. And then that's when we ended up signing, but it so, was- so, so basically you saved Nip's professional career at that time. The first, that was the first incident. Yeah, that was the first incident. So let me ask you something. It was a point in time where you and Nip didn't see eye to eye. And, right. And that relationship went, went, went sour. Right. What was that about? That was over, well, I gotta take you all the way back to when I got arrested. So we was on tour with game. I had did I had did games I had did games shoe deal with uh uh with three one zero with three one zero and, and Skechers I had did games shoe deal and so that's what established. It's funny how I hear game tell a story and and how he met Nip and all that. That's it's always funny how I hear everybody telling stories. But I had did games shoe deal through Jimmy Henson and I made like two hundred eighty thousand dollars. My first real money. 
I got and made on coming home. That's the first money I ever made in music was when I did the the, uh, the Skechers deal. So 310, 310 Mark later had to deal with Skechers. Skechers then signed Game. And Jimmy Hinchman put that deal together and was looking out for me. So that established my relationship with Games. So that's how I knew Game. And then when Game got ready to do the tour, we got Game. Game had already did the Nip song. He had already forgot about it. So then I asked Game to bring Nip on the tour through uh, Dougie D. So Dougie D was my, my contact to Game because he was managing Game. So we ended up doing the tour. We ended up getting a, uh, a mobile home bus. And on the mobile home bus, one of my partners, they was looking for the bus. Make a long story short, it was some issues with the bus. They thought I was him. While we on the road, they ended up hitting my house. You know what I'm saying? End up taking me to jail, what have you. So I lead the music business. That's the reason why I'm like, man, I'm gonna kick back for a minute. They still stayed on the road. I was, I was upset with Steve and Nip, but really more Steve about how the shit was handled. Because when I went, when I got popped, nobody really came to bail me out but Jamal Rashid. Jamal Rashid was there to bail me out, and the homies came and got me. So then I'm like, you know, I really just I left music. I really didn't do music no more. But the equipment they was recording on was my equipment that I had bought. You know what I mean? So when I got ready to get back in the music business, I needed to use the equipment. So that's what I'm like, no, I need to have access to the equipment, but you couldn't get to the equipment because the equipment was locked up in the building. You feel me? So then that's when our conflict started. Let's wrap this up. But look, at, go ahead, shoot your Thank shot. Thank you. You familiar with Gang's manager? Which one? Uh, Whack 100. I'm not familiar. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar. Okay. He made a statement, right? But and I statement. totally disagree with him on it. What was it? And the statement was that Nip wasn't a legend. What's right. your thoughts on that? I did a, I did a thing to that Nip was a legend all the way around. <clears throat> I agree. You know what I mean? Nip was a Nip, Nip was a Nip was an epitome of, of, of he was an epitome of legendary. You know, it, it, in any way you look at it, talk about it, he, you know, living and deceased, he was epitome of of, of being somebody who was living legendary status and was and had reached it even after he had left.
he was epitome of, of, of being somebody who was living legendary status and was and had reached it even after he had left. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that that right there is just ignorance being exercised, man. Somebody, you know how you got somebody when sometimes you should somebody shouldn't have a camera in their face. That's all that is. You know what I mean? You can you can be saying your your opinion and your truth, but the way you deliver it and the way you say it is offensive. True. You know, and consistently riding that. I, I wanna I wanna touch on you and Nip real quick. Right. Because before Nip died, you were in New York filming videos with this guy. Yeah, well and and Nip was supporting developing options every time. before he died. Right. Now me and Nip, I mean to keep it one hundred, me and Nip was cool even after the little incident up there. Uh uh incident we had the shot. It wasn't it wasn't my incident. It wasn't it wasn't nothing I created. It was something that he understood that the issue wasn't really with me, it was just me addressing somebody saying something about me. Me and Nip talked, what, probably two days after the whole incident. We never went through not talking to each other. We never, because you got to remember, I didn't own Nip. Most people break up, they break up because it's either over abroad, over money, or something like that. Me and him ain't never had none of them issues. I, I got one issue with you and Kevin Mack, right? Right. There's, there's a, there's no, let me finish this Nipsey thing. I okay. want to hear this. Okay. <laughs> I got an issue with you and Kevin Mack. There was a, a YouTube video that popped up because someone stole a lie that you did. And I was there. Mm -hmm. And they spliced it to, to a point where you and Kevin Mack were laughing. Man, they going to splice I, this one. I, 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 know, I know what you guys were laughing at, but you and Kevin Mack didn't nip it in the bud and explain the background of that laughter. Why not? Well, because, like like I tell people all the time, if I sit around and go to address everything that somebody say about me, I never get no sleep. And, and, and it goes back to, like I told you, when they was writing my name, Big You Killer on the Wall, it's just some things you just don't address. Niggas is going to take this interview right here, chop it up, add words and say, this is what I meant by it. That's just the nature of the beast. First of all, me and Nip was family. So I don't really address what niggas say something ignorant. I just block you. You know what I mean? Nip called me to tell me to get back on the team. He wanted me to manage him. You know what I'm saying? Nip, Nip called me. I didn't call Nip. When, Nip. when Nip signed to Atlantic, me and Nip talked. I knew every move he ever made. You know what I'm saying? He called me. Guess who played for my plane ticket to go to New York? Nip did. Guess who got me the hotel room while we was in New York? Nip did. Guess who even got me back motivated to do OSBS and do music? Nip did. You know what I'm saying? So if I sit around and address every ignorant post or a nigga saying something, I'd be, I'd be dead in the dirt. Then I'm biting into what they want me to. I mean, the conspiracy theories got so crazy where they put you as right. the conspirator of killing them. Which is the dumbest shit in the world, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, you know what? They gonna do that though, cause me, you got people, and how can you tell? Cause the first thing gonna tell you is, follow my page, like, and subscribe. What's up YouTube? Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go hit that like button. Make sure you hit that notification bell. So you can keep getting these videos when they drop. Make sure you share this video. Follow my page, like, and subscribe. You know what I'm saying? You ain't seen not one major news publication or article, anybody say nothing like that because they got to report the truth. Step further, you don't even see their face 
All yeah. they doing is they just talking yeah. behind the camera. But they're going to do that, though. I mean, you know, you got to understand, like I, I tell my kids all the time, that's the nature of the beast that we live in right now. That's That come with the territory. You can't sit around and, and squawk about it. You can only know your truth. My truth is, he called me. When it, when it came time to go, Nip called me. Nip was like, bro, you still got a contract. Execute the contract. You know what I'm saying? We never split. I still own the publishing. You know what I'm saying? Right now to this day. When, we, when he did his deal, we signed his deal to Sony. Right? We was always signed. And it's funny to me how kids say and don't realize that he was signed. We ain't never not been independent, really, to be honest with you. And what independent means is you're using your money coming up from the grind and grinding. We always will sign. We signed to Sony and he tells these kids, but they don't understand what he means by that. He started new, He started managing himself like with the money, with what he was getting from other people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he created his vision. He was building his vision. When he got ready to do, when he signed Atlanta, he got ready to drop his project. I spent four days in the studio, straight back to back, talking on the album. He got four days of me telling hood stories right now for his project. Let me ask you this. But let me show you something else, though. Does Nip's crew know about all of this relationships that you have with Nip behind the scenes? Man, I don't know what nobody know. I don't talk to nobody about nothing. Let me show you. This is the last conversation me and Nip had. You got to get in close. You see the date on there? See what that say? Tuesday, March 28th. This me and him talking, this me talking about DJ Khaled. I told him DJ Khaled had gave me his, 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 um, his what you call him number, right? And I said, I need to talk to Khaled. So Nip said, at the video, did you talk to him? You see what he said? I ain't got to read it. He said, did you talk to him? But I was doing an interview too. And I said, yeah. And I sent him a call because back after the meeting, Nip said, off top, let me know once he balances it. So look, it's obvious. Now you see the date on there, right? Now how was me and him having a conflict so it's obvious if me and him talking? And then look, look, let me show you though. Not only that, let me show you why Nip took off the, um. remember when he had that, that um Grammy Award thing? Look what I told him right here. I said, I said, uh, we was talking about, I said, I just left, catch, uh, he just said he just left, he said he uh, on the way to wherever that shit is. Love about to finally get some sleep. I'm telling him, I said, love, I'm about to finally get some sleep. And he said, I'll call you in the AM. This me, I'm in green. And I said, hey, cuz that pink, that pink, we got to fight. And I put laughing out loud. Tell my niece she got to stay out of it. I'm talking about Lauren London, right? And they were laughing. And then I called him the Pink Panther. When you seen him again, he didn't have that pink jacket on. Hey, look, I that, that video shit, nigga. So, you know what I'm saying? Now, now, why would I go? I'm going to give y'all that because y'all my family. You know what I'm saying? But That's big, I ain't right got nothing to prove to nobody, so my nigga. I talk to you every day. It's, it's obvious that you and Nip were on good terms when he died. Yes. How did this conspiracy theory... I don't know, man. It's, it's, about, selling, like that? It's, it's about selling numbers. Who, who you want? You got to remember this. It's always got to be a bad guy. Everything in life yeah, is and about then, And then I'm going to keep it 100. Me and his brother wasn't cool. Me and his brother one of the best of friends. You gotta understand, like, like I'ma have friends that my mama ain't gonna like. I'ma have friends that my, my my brother's not gonna like. You gonna have people that your people don't like. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta understand though, what me and his relationship was, was he knew who his big homie was. He knew who helped him. He knew what gave him what his dream was. He never was not out of contact with me, as y'all can see. 
You see what I'm saying? And they can look at his phone and see. You know what I mean? But I don't go explain myself to nobody. I'm not going to do that, my nigga. I've been on this planet Earth living me. I'm not going to explain to nobody else. All these weirdos pop up out of nowhere <laughs> with different stories to sell this. Every time you turn around, you see my name on somebody else's post saying something. Man, do what you do. You know what I mean? My nigga talked to me every day. He talked to me about who he liked. And you got to understand this. They always quote a shootout. Where was the shootout? I'm the only nigga didn't have a gun. Where was I shooting at? I ain't had no gun. It's only one nigga with a gun. Well, look, all, all friends have disputes and kiss all and make time. up. So. Bro, it was at every event I did. We gave him the only award he ever got while he was living. I let that. I mean, but you know, like I said, man, I ain't got no, I don't got really no questions that I won't answer. And, and I will say this, though, because when he needed me, I was there. When he didn't have nowhere to stay, he was staying in my condo. You know what I'm saying? And I never met his family. I met his family after he got his bag. And, and, and I wouldn't met his mother and his grandmother on Fifth Avenue at the same time. So, you know what I'm saying? People ask me about the funeral. I already had went through that with Sandman when Sandman got killed. You know what I mean? And the family was feeling some kind of way and all that. I ain't want to go through that. And I definitely didn't want to see my nigga laying in no casket there. I ain't looked at a casket or nobody laying in the casket, bro, and I don't know how long. And I didn't want to see my nigga laying on his back. I want to remember my nigga standing up like I remember him, like I, like I got the picture in his head to this day. I ain't looked at none of my nigga laying down. After that text message, you and Nip chopped up some paper too, didn't you? Yeah, I just did. I just did the deal with, uh, and they still paid the family, and nobody gonna say thank you. I did the deal with Bobby D. Me, Bobby D, and Snoop did the deal for uh, for a hundred thousand because me and Nip was talking about his numbers going up for a hundred thousand for the last concert. That was the last deal I did with Nip. That was the last deal for a hundred thousand for, and then Snoop Nip turned it in Long Beach. They turned it to a dedication show to Nip. And if you think I'm lying, call Bobby D or Snoop, and they gonna tell you. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you know, like I said again, that was my kid, bro. I love him like you know, I love him like a son. How did you feel that day you got the news, or did oh, yeah. you know, or how did it get to you? He was um, we was going to the Gunner concert. Gunner had a show. Gunner had a show right here in uh, I want to say it was Orange County, Long Beach, something like that. And we was all together. It might have been about twenty of us: me, Bear Claw, uh, Fat Mac, um, Board, um, me, Fat Mac, Board, all the Board brother. Uh, it was it was about 15 of us, and we was all on. Uh, we had just left Fourth Avenue in my Sprinter, and we was like five cars. We went over to Sixth Avenue, and we was finna get in the Sprinter and all drive to OSBS was gonna open up for Gunner, and then uh, we was we was sitting on Sixth Ave, and everybody phone start start ringing, and then Bearclaw said, man, they said it was a shooting up there at Nips, I mean a Nip shop. So we think we ain't thinking that we like anybody there. They said, "No, I ain't said yet," because when niggas don't get this, what the world is funny to the that the world don't understand is it's almost a shooting that nip shot at least once a month when the homies get shot. But you got to be from over here to know that. So 
about 15 minutes later, all my phones is going off. I got like three phones. They just start going off. Nip got hit. Nip got hit. So now we all calling. So now everybody in a panic. We all like Nip got hit. So now we immediately everybody, but we clogged in the goddamn car. So I jump out of the car with them and jump in the, the sprinter that's in the front. And we roll. We rolling up there. We got to go. You know, we got to go get shaped up. And then we pull up to the thing. And I'm seeing like we pull up in the um Slauson um. We put up in the um the gas station, the shell. And I see these the three ambulances. I walk up to one of them, I see cousin Kerry uh nephew in the car. And I'm like, man, what happened? He just tell me. And the police told us right then, it was just like, you know, you get hit in the chest real hard. Yeah. And then um the other dude was like, man, it looked real bad. And um when the police was like, it don't look good. They just didn't want to pronounce him here. And I'm like, man, you sure? And he was like, man, he like. You, I seen it. And I'm like, it was almost like, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, you want to just be strong, but you, 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 you know, you, you like, damn. What, what, what's your memory of, of, of your dad and Nip's relationship? What do you remember about that? True. As far as I know, every time I was around him, it was like a uh, uncle and a nephew. Like me and Nip, we was very close. We, we I worked down the backyard, he was there. So like for him to be at our house, I know anybody that come to our house, gotta be some type of close. My dad don't let nobody just walk in our house or know where we live. And it was business, cause I seen the business side, but I seen the relationship as well. The laughter, they played chess, it was all that, I seen all that. Draws, do you know Shitty? Nah, I can't even, I, that's the funny thing is, I don't even know the nigga. I can't even put the, put a face to the nigga though. I mean, but he what, my son the maids. You know what I'm saying, I knew the other Shitty. The other one that's in jail, Citro. The rapper. Yeah. And I don't even know where this what part of hood this nigga come from. Uh off the wall question. Do you know Big Cass? Oh yeah. I, I never met I, I don't think I ever met that weirdo. I think I met him. No, I sorry, take that back. I do know the weirdo because I met him when I first came home though. And he called you by your first name. Called me by my first name, and I really been trying to see him since then. Like, he'll call me by my first name, like you know me like that, like nigga. Do you know him as a kid at Van Ness Park? Not at all. Do you know him from the streets? Uh, not at all. Do you know him from prison? Not at all. I know I know him from coming home. They say he was a rapper. All right, man. Thanks for the interview, man. Thanks for the exclusive. You know, thanks, Rocky, for showing thanks, up, Big bro. Thanks, man. It's been a pleasure meeting you, bro. You hold it my legs standing here, motherfucker. God damn it. And <laughs> my big bro, man. You hey, listen, man. Stand here that he was a bully, nigga, man. Hey, this nigga was a bully. I was a Yes, you were. He had all them niggas in there scared. And then, you yeah. wasn't scared? No, I was. I was a midget. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to this. Let's go back to this. Man, you gotta turn it on. You gotta turn it off. And that's what I always get from. That's what I always get. What these old dudes, man? Like, just keep it one hundred. I'm mean, just keep one hundred. I was trained to fight. They was fighters, chewing up, but they was like gangbanger fighters. Oh no, no, I wasn't a gangbanger fighter. You was trained to fight too. I was a motherfucking machine. Okay, he was a machine. I was the machine. No, I was the machine breaker, nigga. Like I was, I'm six three. You <laughs> was skinny. No, but I was like two twenty though. You was skinny, though, man. I was. I, I had an ounce. Oh, bro, you, I, I didn't have an ounce of fat on me. I didn't either. I was a motherfucker. No, I, I, but I was trained to fight though, Rocky. I would. All of them dudes, with all due respect, 
Well, shit, so Rockhead. So you count wins and losses based on how tall they were? I, I don't got no losses. Look, Rockhead. Draw, I, 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 I count wins and losses, boy. I don't have none. I only got one loss when I was 14 years old. So my question is. Big Tiny got you in on YA. Huh? You, you got iron in your stomach. Tiny, tiny did they shit to me, all right? Well, shit, my question was this. You want to go to the big boys for him. Hey, challenge him. But look, oh, look, man, tiny. I don't care what not. Look, I, I, and then look, and you know what was shocking me when I first met Tookie, right? You know what got me is how little you niggas was. was. <laughs> <laughs> I how little the rest of Chris was. I know y'all niggas over 5'9". I'm 5'11 and a half, nigga. You 5'11"? What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> little ass nigga. Dude, this shit. This one of the only motherfuckers I call big homie, though. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you that, bro. I, I, I tell niggas this story all the time when he's not here. When this nigga came in the 4800, all of the motherfuckers that was there, I swear to God, he want to make it light. Them niggas was all like, okay, what are we doing? Okay, it was coming to the cell like I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sitting on the, I'm sitting on the thing saying, "Who is this nigga, man?" So Rockhead, when Draws wasn't participating in the workout, how come he he got a pass? I don't remember. I thought he, he I he thought he, doing no, you didn't do no burpees. Nah, hell no, he didn't do no burpees. Never did. I did burpees after y'all left. Man, he told me he did, did 500 kicks a day. <laughs> I wasn't even doing that then. That was that was that was before that was. Nah. it's a difference. My my uh, um. My first four eight hundred. My first one I was I was eighteen. Mm -hmm. So and then I was already like you know I felt like in there I I was really trained to do you know fighting was what we did and and, and and he was so high like I'm telling you when he came them niggas just bowed all the way down I couldn't believe it. Was that your first time seeing men bow down to another man? Pretty much, and because it was my first time in, in jail. Hey man, hey, but it's the good thing I say at the end with this shit here, man. When draws on some real shit, I love what you got out doing, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. And we always piggyback. If you don't understand, we always piggyback off each other in our work we do. I remember when I first came home, he was the first one doing the basketball. And I'm like, shit, I got to do that with the football. I'm gonna do you know, no. I mean, but you know about me, Big U, I never, 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 never listened to nobody else. And now that I met you, everything I heard, them niggas, hey, look, said wrong. Let me tell you something. I told him the other day, I said, yeah, you know what? After I seen the Master Cody interview, I gained a little respect for Master Cody, man. I've never met Big U in my life. In, in fact, shout out to Hannibal, man. My, myself, personally. I, I, I admire the cat, right? I've never met him. I've never even seen him. I, I be looking online just to see how he looks, right? But he, he came up behind me, but he came up so fast that people just, I guess, link us together. Uh, then there was a, uh, a rumor that he, he and I had fought somewhere. He had put the beaters on me or something. I, I never met him, I, I, but I respect him, you know what I mean? And um, um, no, 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 I never met him, but I, but I, 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 I respect him. I got respect for Cody. I said, all right, man, I kinda like, then he broke my heart. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that, but you know what I mean? Like, cause you know what I'm saying? Like I say all the time, right? I'm the baby of the generation. I'm, I'm, um, and I think people get it. I gotta, I'm, I wanna set this straight now, even if it's at the end. There's the dudes who created Crip. Then I guess it's the generation that made, that, 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 that made, made Crippin', but then there's us. Ooh, I we gotta, the gang bang. I, I gotta ask you the question. Yeah. If you can label five founders of the rolling 60s, 
five of them, who would they be according Shit, to Big U? To me, it would be uh, uh, um, um, the first one, and I'm going to start right there, would be Babyface. I don't know how to go no further than that. that. I, I mean, that's just what I know. That's just what I'm sticking with. And then they, they oh, and then I always hear people say, oh, Shaw, but I mean, like I said, I'm a baby. I'm, I'm, I'm just a nigga. And if you, and if, if you ask me, I would say something stupid that nobody know ain't right. Poochie. Well, to us, you gotta remember, we was on this side. Poochie, the first one we know that claimed crib, but he ain't the first one out of everybody over here to bang. But you gotta remember. You're speaking from an AG perspective. I'm speaking from right. I'm speaking from, and that's how anybody can speak up. Anything other than that, I would be speaking of what I heard. Poochie was the first one that was standing on Arlington. I mean, it was standing on uh, Second Avenue, talking about he was a crip out of all of our generation. So that was the first 60 you met was Poochie. The first person, I, I mean, we knew everybody else from living in the neighborhood and, and seeing them, but Poochie was the first one to say he was a crip, like he was a road of 60. And then, I mean, everybody else after that kind of fall, however they fall. But in my mind, in my, in my mind, because we all went to school together and Poochie was two, three years older than me, you know what I mean? He was the first one to me. What about, it, what about Perry Manuel and Snoop Dogg? Perry Manuel, he was like that nigga in the neighborhood. Snoop, Snoop was the first, Snoop was the crip and he was bigger than, he was bigger than Poochie to us. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was a nigga on this side. And then again, I'm gonna say it again, I'm 10 years younger than Snoop. I'm 10 years removed from Snoop and then I think we don't catch back up until I get out in 85. No, when I get out, when I come back home in 85, we ain't listening to nobody. That's 17, 18 years old. Really, we feeling like everybody is smoking who was older than us, and it was really like it's our it's our land. We going to we going to, to Waterwood Skate Ring. Getting into it with, with Big Phil and them from Harlem. We're getting into it with other niggas from different gangs. And you gotta remember the epicenter where everybody met was Warden Will Skating Ring. And that's how you knew. If you hadn't been to jail, the only way you was gonna know other Crips was, was 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 to meet him at Warden Will Skating Ring. And when we took Warden Will Skating Ring, which is the AG generation, and that was us that took that, all the other gangs who came there was trying to carve out a stake in, in, in Waterworld Skate Ring. So that's how we ended up beefing with the Comptons a lot of times, Long Beach, the Great Street, because they was coming up to Waterworld Skate Ring. You know what I mean? And so we was we was fighting for that. Let's see. All right. Good luck,
don't forget, you can check out Kev Mac videos on YouTube. You get the real live version in video format. This is your one and only Kev Mac speaking. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Hopefully you have a great week. And of course, another great weekend coming up soon. Um, hope you're enjoying Kev Mac videos. Hope you're enjoying the podcast on several different stations. And I hope you're a subscriber. I hope you're liking, sharing, and leaving comments on YouTube. Appreciate you guys. Don't forget, you can hit my cash app up at Kev Mac Videos or PayPal at paypal.me slash all publication. Thank you guys for your support.